Hang on tight. Fish Talk Radio is about to take you on a fishing adventure. You're about to go places you have even yet to desire and revisit familiar favorites with live, on-the-water expert insider tips. Now, sit up straight, pay attention, take notes, and join the party for a blue water, white water, and calm water adventure. Check out fish tips and trips online at fishtalkradio.com. And now, the all-natural attitude adjustment. Welcome Fish Talk Radio. I'm John Hennigan in studio, and we would like you to pay very close attention today. We've got a very interesting subject. We've got a couple of experts on the line, and <clears throat> it's this time of the year to start thinking about getting a line in the water. And to have a line in the water, you probably need uh, need some sort of a uh, fishing rod to go with it. And the technology on those have been changing so fast that it's so confusing. We're going to try and sort it out for you a little bit. We cannot go into too much detail because there's just so many different varieties. But we're going to be uh, talking about fishing rods, see if we can help you answer some of your your questions about some the more of the basic information, what you should be using, how many rods you need. Of course, we know the answer to that already, which is one more than you have, right? But we're going to be talking to Mike Ritz, a.k.a. The Grizz, a television personality that now has two different shows on, I think, seven different networks in the United States. And when you think about fishing equipment, Shimano has got to be one of the first names that come to mind. So we're going to be getting Grizz, and uh, hopefully we can get uh, Dan uh, Thoburn from Shimano to come on and join with us and, and clear up some of the information. We would like to make sure that you do go to fishtalkradio.com. You can listen to this show at as many times as you want. If there's some information that you didn't write down, you want to go back and listen to it, or previous shows, of course, you can always do that. So we'd like you to pay very close attention. Visit us on Facebook. We've got a lot of fun stuff coming up, a lot of information. And today, well, we should be able to see if we can get in touch with uh, Grizz and Dan in the next minute or so. And we're going to come right back with you to Fish Talk Radio. Also, if you get an opportunity to go to Real Fun Adventures. Dot com, which you can go through uh, by going to our website, fishtalkradio.com. And if there's something you want to do, someplace you want to go, just let us know. If not, we will uh, uh, make sure that we'll find something that'll fit your needs. We appreciate that. I'll we'll be right back with you with Fish Talk Radio. Set on the magnificent Sea of Cortez, the Grand Heritage Resort and Spa at Marina Costa Baja is the first five-star resort in La Paz, Baja South. Overlooking a 250-slip marina and white sand beaches, enjoy two signature restaurants, a world-class destination for fishing or diving. Enjoy five-star elegance in the charming, laid-back city of La Paz. Dock your boat and enjoy the marina village. Visit on the web at CostaBajaResort.com. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. 
Local fishing at its finest is aboard the Stardust. Day and half day trips on Stardust Sport Fishing are a family affair. Find out what it's like to view Santa Barbara from the water while you are catching dinner. See whales, dolphins, and Channel Islands up close. Spotless boat and friendly crew are perfect for beginner or expert. Get aboard with Jason Diamond and his crew on Stardust Sport Fishing, operating at a sea landing in the Santa Barbara Harbor. Vagabundos Del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. I'm going fishing Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we're going to have such a fun time today. We've got uh, some interesting personalities, an expert in the world of fishing, and we're anything that you need to know about fishing rods we're going to cover today. That's a complicated subject, so we're going to try and keep it as simple as possible. But there's just so much advancement in technology and different types that it can be overwhelming. So we're going to try and help out a little bit. Um, We have Dan. Would you mind introducing yourself from Shimano? Sure. My name is Dan Thorburn. I'm actually the lure product manager for Shimano American Corporation. And you can't throw a lure without a rod, right? Exactly. There you go. And then we also have the Grizz. Hello, John Yao. You got the Grizz here. Okay. Well, now, Grizz uh, is uh, quite a a well-known television personality, besides being um, a co-host on Fish Talk Radio, which is, of course, his true passion. He also has another radio show down in Mexico, and he's got uh, at least two different shows on about seven different networks. Primarily, though, about saltwater. So that we'll, I think we'll have Grizz kind of concentrate more on that part of it, about the big game fishing. And then we can have uh, Dan um, give us a little bit of an idea. But why don't we start off, Dan, why don't we just kind of start with um, some, some basic concepts. Obviously, you've got freshwater, uh, you've got saltwater, you've got fly fishing. 
and and then of course we don't even want to get into the hundreds of different types of components and materials and but uh, why don't we just kind of give a short description about fishing rods in general and maybe you and Grizz can talk about some basic things if someone's looking for a rod you know what does this mean when I, the numbers on the rod you know the length um, is it fast action uh, heavy action and just kind of start off along those lines and kind of let's lead into it if you don't mind okay well, I think the first thing is, um, you know, the customer's got to decide what his application is going to be. So, you know, if you're fishing here, say, in Southern California, and you're going to go target yellowtail, or you're going to fish bait, or you're going to throw a surface iron, stuff like that. So once you figure out what your intended application is going to be, then you can start narrowing down your field for your rod. And then you've got power, you've got action, you've got line ratings, all that. So I think a misconception, a lot of people don't understand the difference between power and action. So your action is actually the taper of the rod. So how quickly the tip bends before you start getting into the power section of the rod. And then your power is, that's where your medium heavy, heavy, extra heavy, that kind of stuff comes in. And that might be more important to the grizz. Now, what, what about when you look at a rod, most of the quality rods have numbers on them. Can you explain a little bit about what those mean? Uh, well, you got numbers for length, you've got numbers for the line rating, lure rating. Uh, every manufacturer is a little different. Um, so, well, I'll use Shimano and G Loomis for an example. So, okay. G Loomis uses inches for their rod, and then they have a number for the power rating. So, with Shimano, we use feet, you know, so 70 would be a 7 foot, mm-hmm. and then it would be, say, a 70. A seven-foot medium-heavy be 70 mh. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Whereas G Loomis, it would be um, I'm drawing a blank, 84, 84. In, 84 inches, and then a three or a four power. So mm-hmm. it'd be 843, 844. Mm-hmm. So that's how they just choose to describe it. So right. you got to kind of learn that with every manufacturer. I'm sure the others may even do it differently. I'm not right off the top of my head. I can't think of any, but. Um, you know, I'm sure like Calstar, Seeker, stuff like that, they do it a little bit different than we do. Well, Grizz also has a, a line of rods that he uses in uh, uh, for big game fishing. So, Grizz, let's talk a little bit about that. Is you know, there's there's such a thing as I guess it's a fulcrum, and you know, where if I know that the closer your your left hand, if you're right-handed, is to the top of the rod, the more polar, uh, because it raises leverage. The leverage. Mm-hmm. So, uh, why don't you discuss that a little bit about the type well, of rods that you recommend. Well, first of all, John, what I want to talk about is rods. Let's go. Rods, uh, you don't need all those rods. I mean, uh, it all depends on how big your pocket is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I see guys, uh, they go out and, yeah, the rods I have on the boat, I have my pitching rod, I have my fly rod, and then I have my trolling or my boat rods. And, you know, you can do a lot of things with one rod. Uh, the thing of it is, if you want to go out and you want to spin cast, if you're a spin fisherman, you want to look at a rod and where your area is, you don't want a real long rod if you're fishing the little creeks. Uh, you know, what you're fishing or where you're fishing should determine the length of your rod and the weight of line you should use on it. But I catch uh, marlin on bass rods and reels. As you know that, Johnny, you made a show with me where we caught uh, dolphins or uh, Maui Maui or whatever you want to call them, 
Dorados, 55-pound Dorados on a bass rod. Now, you know, we can go in and we will go into it. Why, why do you need this and why don't you need that? But really, you don't need everything that there is out to sell. Rod manufacturers are made to sell to fishermen, not to so much catch fish. And a lot of the backbone and the spine in a rod is in your own mind. Uh, you know, you say, well, this rod, I can fight a fish better on it than this rod. That's not necessarily true. Because on our boats, as you know, John, we pick up whatever rod we can and the lower <laughs> we go to yeah. give a good sports fishing. Well, normally on, on a boat, you may have different rods, and whichever one hits the fish, that's the one you're using. Yeah. Well, the thing of it is, if you get a chance to pitch to a marlin, you're going to pick up a lightweight rod to throw to it so you have a better fight. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's what I tell people. I mean, I get so many emails every day saying, what rod should I buy? Uh Yes, I manufacture my own rods because I don't like most uh, commercial rods because it doesn't ma- match up what I like personally. Mm-hmm. For example, I do not want a rod six foot as a boat rod. It's too big. It gets in my way. Mm-hmm. It cuts down my leverage. I use a five uh, foot six rod is what I use for a trolling rod or a boat rod. Mm-hmm. And I like uh, my tip-top, I like to be a roller, and I like my stripping guy to be a roller, and the rest of them I want ceramic, because I find that to hold up better for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the rod basically is in your own mind. Okay. Well, Dan, let me ask you a question about you're talking about lengths of rods. <clears throat> now, generally speaking, if you're casting, the longer the rod, the farther the cast. Is that true? Well, to an extent. I think uh, you start getting too long and you don't get anything extra out of the cast. You're just, it's more cumbersome. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, but everybody's got their personal preference. Like for me, for example, for throwing surface iron, I don't throw anything longer than nine foot. Mm -hmm. Whereas I see other guys are using 10 foot, 11 foot, and at that point, you know, to kind of carry on with what Grizz was talking about, you lose your leverage. So you can't pull on the fish as well. You, you're, work, you're getting more of a workout than you're putting on the fish. Mm-hmm. So you got to take that into consideration. You know, like Grizz was talking about his bow rods and his trolling rods being shorter, all that stuff makes perfect sense. Well, but the other thing the, is... It when, depends on the boat you're right, fishing, too, right? right? Uh, exactly. When you're on a boat, if, you've, if you're bringing a rod up and you're trying to land a fish and it's, uh, you know, it's six, seven feet away from you, it makes it more difficult. Yeah. And then exactly. just using the rod. But uh, now when we're talking about, I think we'll, we only got about a minute left in this one, and, but we're going to stay tuned. We've got a lot more to cover. But when you're fishing in freshwater, um, then, you know, that's the, the, does the action itself uh, at the end of the rod help the cast? Is it, uh, I don't think we have enough time to get all the answers, but we'll cover it. So if you're fishing in freshwater, whether it's from a boat or from the bank, it would be two different things, I assume, correct? Yeah, it- and that doesn't even talk about fly fishing. Exactly. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, we've we've got just a, a few seconds left, so we're gonna come. We're gonna take a break, and then we're gonna come back and answer all these questions plus a lot more on Fish Talk Radio. And go to fishtalkradio.com. We'll be right back with you. 
first named La Paz in 1566, the fourth largest municipality in Mexico, still has a provincial Mexican atmosphere. On the Sea of Cortez, the most biodiverse body of water in the world, La Paz has year-round world-class fishing. With a rich history of pearls, pirates, and legendary fishing, La Paz in Baja Sur makes for the perfect fishing vacation. Spring in La Paz, you catch Trophy Pargo, Giant Yellowtail, and Sierra. Find more at VivaLaPaz.com. Viva La Paz! The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. S-A-N-D-O-S is how to spell luxury resort in downtown Cabo San Lucas. Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is the only five-star all-inclusive on the beach next to the marina in Cabo San Lucas. Angler-friendly Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is now an affordable world-class resort with the finest accommodations, food, and location anywhere. Enjoy your Cabo fishing adventure as you never have. Visit Sandos.com and use discount code FISHTALK. World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja, great value and without the hustle of other parts of Baja. On the white sand beach with Espirito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events. On the web at CostaBajaResort.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. I got a little story about a city boy that came to Wisconsin up from Illinois so he can enter. The big Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we have a couple of people on the line that certainly know a lot more about fishing and fishing rods than I do. We have Dan Thornburg from Shimano, and when you think about fishing gear, uh, what's the one word that pops into your mind first? Uh, and then, of course, we have the Grizz, uh, who has a couple of shows. We've got Chef on the Water, uh, um, Adventures South of the Border, and I, I guess you got a couple more, too, that you've got on about seven networks uh, in yeah, the United right States. Yeah, right now, John, we're on uh, eight major networks. We just went out this week on Tough TV, and also we're on uh, Hunt Channel TV and NBC. And, uh, we started this, uh, this okay. week. So you might want to go to 
ASOB, and yes, Grizz is one, but it's actually Adventures South Just of the Border. Just keep it up, John. It's, it's Adventures South of the Border Productions. ASOBproductions.com and find out more about that. Uh, uh, Grizz, you know I love you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. But uh, anyway, so let's get back a little bit with Dan and Grizz. And we were talking we're, some of the basics as far as the length of the rod um, and where the, uh, the, you know, the, the farther, the closer you are to the end of the rod, the more leverage you have. So let's kind of go over, uh, kind of continue those in that vein a little bit. And Dan, why don't you first talk a little bit about freshwater and then let's Grizz go back into more the big game stuff okay well when you get into freshwater um <clears throat> typically we're not using that long of a rod you know seven foot is about the average of what most bass anglers are using and i'd say probably six foot or five six is what your your trout guys and even panfish guys depending on where you're at in the country so um you know, you get into bass rods, it gets starts getting kind of specific uh, as far as certain actions of the rods for certain lures just to impart the correct action or if you're fishing heavy cover, you need more power in the rod to get them out. Um, you can get away with, you know, versatility in a rod series. You know, if you build the action just right, you can use that one rod to throw several different things, you know, to kind of agree with Grizz what he was saying about you know me using one rod for multiple things but you're you know you've got extra fast action fast action you've mm-hmm. got moderate actions for crankbaits and, mm-hmm. and well and then of course uh, bass fishing is is there is there a lot of differences in the rods that people use for bass fishing uh there are. I mean, it, everybody's pretty much gone to graphite or even a composite, depending on the application. The composite rods are more for, like, your crankbaits and fast-moving baits because you want the rod to absorb all the shock and, mm-hmm. you know, try and keep them under control if they come jumping out of the water. Um, and some people just still prefer fiberglass rods. Yeah. Well, just a, a quick story for myself is that it's been some years, but when the, um, you know, the carbon rods first came out, they're great because they're, you know, they're stiff, they're lightweight. And, uh, you know, I got my very first one and I was kind of checking the action on it. So, you know, I took the tip and I was pulling it down just to kind of see what it feels like. And the darn thing exploded in my hand. <laughs> That's one of the bad problems with uh, graphite rods. They look fine, but when you start throwing a lot of lures, they get a nick in them in the tip top where the hook will actually take it and break one of the fibers. And then when you're fighting a fish, it, you think the fish blew it up or it broke on the fish, but that's not actually right. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it happens when people are fishing with the Texas worm for bass. They've got that bullet weight on the front. And they don't pay attention to what they're doing, and they'll nick the rod on the tip top. And they'll think, well, it's all right, it looks fine. And then when they go into a fight or they get stuck on the bottom or they get hung in the trees and they start jerking on it, the thing will explode. And it wasn't that rod's fault. It was their fault for nicking the tip top and breaking the fighters. And it will literally explode. I've never seen one explode on a fish that it's a fish's fault. Mm-hmm. 
I've seen them explode, but I say it's because they nicked it on something. Okay. Or they shut it in a window in a car rolling it up, or they banged it on the side of the boat. Well, but well, they nick it, and then, it, then they say, oh, that rod's no good. It exploded. It's their fault for not taking care of it. Right. Well, a, a quick question then, Grizz, because we talked about there's some huge benefits to, uh, to, the, to the carbon rods. Uh, they're lightweight. They're very strong. And for bass fishing, they're very sensitive. Uh, but uh, what about combining fiberglass and the uh, high fiber carbon? Uh, was that a question directed to me? Either one or both. Uh, but about a combination of, of rods that are using both. All mine are combinations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have several that are combinations as well. And is that because you kind of it gives you the best of both? Yeah, it gives you a little more durability, and um, but when you wrap, so we use like a, a e-glass type core, and then wrap carbon around the outside. So mm-hmm. the carbon helps reduce the weight, but you still have the strength of the glass at the core. So the benefit is you've got the, you know, the durability of the glass, the lightweight and sensitivity of the carbon. And is this something that you use for both fresh and salt water? Yes, sir. <clears throat> so on a on the saltwater side, we actually started with it there. We call it TC4. Mm-hmm. So we're using a tea glass with four layers of carbon wrapped on the outside. That's why it's TC4. Okay. So we well, John, let's it. go back a little bit. We were okay. talking about lengths of rods, yeah. and we went off into materials. <laughs> uh, on a boat, let's say my yacht, what uh, I'm using is uh, five and a half foot boat rods. That's for trolling, and that's what I use on my outriggers and all of that. Now, for pitching, which pitching means is when you got that marlin up on top, and you take a live bait and you fling it out or actually pitch it to it, I use a six-foot. Okay. Uh, on big tuna, I'm talking about tuna, we, you know, John, we catch over them. Over 50 to Well, 100, I was yeah. with you when we caught them over 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I use a four and a half foot. Whoa. So I've got more leverage and I can keep it because that <clears> fish just keeps going down and I want to pump it up and I sure don't want to catch one on a six foot rod right. because the rod's doing me more damage than well, good. Well, Chris, let me comment on that because uh, a, a tuna, a big tuna, normally they just go straight down and then it's That's just exactly a matter, right. matter of just trying to, you know, it's trying to winch them up. Uh, but a marlin that's going to be uh, running and jumping and shaking its head, you would need a softer tip. Uh, to for that does that make sense? No, it doesn't okay. make sense. I don't want a, a softer tip. Okay. The the thing of it is, a softer tip's not going to save that uh, marlin jumping. And uh, first of all, the only real marlins that jump a lot Stripes. are uh, the striped marlin, the blues and the black. They do a lot of shoulder shakes and they do do porpoises and they will come out maybe two times. And the last thing you want is a soft tip when you've got a 600-pound fish out of the water. You want to be able to keep it cranked up. You want to hold it back. And a soft tip will give leverage to that big fish, and he could actually throw it. Mm-hmm. Well, Dan, what about, what's the same question on smaller fish or freshwater? Uh, is there an advantage to having a softer tip so that it gives more flexibility uh, well, and more stretch? That's where it comes into, like, your crankbaits. Um so two reasons you want a more parabolic rod for those, you know, when they hit it, usually you're you're winding the bait and it's moving, and they come up and hit it and turn. Mm-hmm. 
So you want so, the rod to load, and then okay. also when they come up and they're shaking their head and they're jumping, it kind of helps. You don't have all the so much tension on mm-hmm. the on the bait. So, right. so now, parab- parabolic would kind of mean that it's pretty much the same all the way through the rod. Yeah, it's just a you know what we call like a, a moderate action. So the mm-hmm. rod bends through. You know, the entire rod kind of have a sh- does have a little bit of a shutoff point, but it's mm-hmm. more of the rod bends. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're getting into like your fast action, you know, like I was talking about earlier, just more of the tip of the rod bends and then mm-hmm. it starts to shut off. So. Well, let me ask both of you a question because it'll be different and fresh and salt. What about sensitivity? Do you want to be able to feel the bite? Uh, uh, Grizz, I think as far as you're concerned, <laughs> you'll know when it's on, right? Uh, but, yeah, feeling a bite for me. Well, John, that can be if you go all the way down for yellowtail 80 foot or 120 foot down for Fargo, big Fargo, you need to feel the bite. But again, I mean, the rod is there, but to feel the bite in my cases, I touch the line. And I oh, can keep feel the bite on the line. On the line. Mm-hmm. I don't depend on a rod to tell me if I've got a fish bite. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, so you just kind of keep one finger on the line, and you can feel the twitch. I do. Mm-hmm. I watch, or I watch the line where the line touches the water. Okay. Well, we've only got about a minute left in this segment, but uh, Dan, would you comment on that about the rod sensitivity of the rod when you're doing a smaller fish? Well, on the freshwater side, you you want the rod to be sensitive because there's there's times where you've got a tight line and you're dragging, say, a jig on the bottom. Mm-hmm. So you want to feel exactly what your jig is going across. Is it touching mm-hmm. rock? Is it in brush or whatever? And sometimes those bites are very, very subtle. Mm-hmm. So you may not even see the line jump, especially for fish and mono because there's so much stretch in the line. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> I think we've covered... <laughs> covered a lot. I don't know if we're helping or confusing people more. <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm sure we can find out. But we just we want to cover some basic ideas. So we've talked about the lengths, uh, the point of leverage, some of the things about materials, and we could go on to materials for, for another hour or so. Uh, but you know, that's and what we're going to come do is see if we can match up the rod with the type of fishing that you want to do. And then, of course, we're going to keep Dan around here for as long as we can. And Grizz, um, hopefully Hopefully you'll you'll hang in there with us for the rest of it. But yeah, I don't have anywhere to go. I'm actually tired. I've been fishing every day for three weeks. Well, that's your job. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> okay. All right. What a what a tough job. You know, I, I like your office though. Yeah, it's pretty good. And <laughs> yeah. you know, I had yeah. Eric Presley with me. All oh, country western singer. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that. Go to go to your uh, Facebook and check out uh, Mike Ritz or. ASOB, uh, check that out. But anyway, we're going to have to go. It's, uh, we'll be right back with you. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway, so your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. 
If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Download the free Reno Viola's Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. First named La Paz in 1566, the fourth largest municipality in Mexico still has a provincial Mexican atmosphere. On the Sea of Cortez, the most biodiverse body of water in the world, La Paz has year-round world-class fishing. With a rich history of pearls, pirates, and legendary fishing, La Paz in Baja Sur makes for the perfect fishing vacation. Spring in La Paz, you catch Trophy Pargo, Giant Yellowtail, and Sierra. Find more at VivaLaPaz.com. Viva La Paz! It's a beautiful day, oh, what do you say? Let's go fishing. What a wonderful way to spend the day just a fishing. Oh, the water on the lake is smooth as glass. Oh, we might catch a sunny, we might catch a bass. Oh, what do you say? Let's go. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. Boy, we're having a lot of fun, and I'm certainly learning a lot of stuff. I was just uh, talking to Grizz off the air. We were talking about um, how do you catch a big fish on a fly rod, because that's becoming more and more popular, especially in Baja with the sailfish, the marlin, dorado. And i just trying to picture... You know, how you do that from all, you got a long rod and you're all the way down at the bottom of it. So, Grizz, can you explain what you do? Let me tell you exactly what you do, John, because you know I'm kind of a freak for fly fishing in the ocean. Uh, ever since Stu App, my great, great friend and mentor, taught me how to catch marlin and, and tarpon on a fly. I mean, uh, I've just been a fanatic on it. What you do, John, is you put teasers out. You get a marlin or a billfish up following the teaser. And once they get up follow them, you start ranking, bringing them in as fast as you can and start throwing out chum if you have it. The fish stays behind the boat, and he's eating everything as fast as he can. Now, a lot of people can't throw a 12-weight or a 14-rod. So the easy way and the cheating way is let the fly flip it in the water behind the boat. The boat's in motion. Mm -hmm. So you kind of troll it. You've got the marlin or the billfish out there hitting up all the chum coming up. He hits your fly. You never, never raise a rod 
on a billfish or fish in the ocean. Oh. When you fish, you point the rod directly at them and you hit it to set the hook as hard as you can with your left hand or your right hand, depending on what side you fish on. And you set the hook there. Once you set the hook and he starts running, then you lift your rod. But never, never hmm. lift your rod when you're setting the hook. Hmm. I, and then... Yeah. You let him run out all the line because you're going to have slack because you were stripping in anyway. You're going to have line on the floor. You use your hand. You should wear a glove. Let him run out the line, then bring it into the reel. He's going to hit it and run so fast, you'll be into your backing within seconds. And then once you're in your back, hold the rod up and pump it and fight it just like you would any other rod. Mm. That's 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 great. I've never. Uh, um, I didn't quite understand it. One one quick thing though is that of course if you're if you're going to be legal about it, you got to throw the boat in uh, out of gear before the fish hits the ba- the uh, lure, right? Well, I I don't know what legal part of the world you're talking about because everybody I know always keeps a boat going. Mm-hmm. Because you're throwing chum out and the fish is following the boat. Well, if you're going for a record, you, you can't be trolling from a moving boat. But uh, but, but if, if you're just going to go have fun, then you continue to use the boat then, right? Well, if you're going for, if you're fighting, you're going for world records, that's a whole different ballgame. You do it a different way. Mm-hmm. Okay. But no, I hadn't even considered that idea. So what you do is it's not that much different, except you're using... Um, you know, certainly completely different equipment. It's a lot more challenging. How, well, you'll see. You'll say not that much difference, and then you'll be going, oh, my God, what did I get myself in? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just say that you've got a, say, a 50-pound rooster tail uh, with conventional. Uh, a 50-pound rooster fish? Rooster fish, right. Uh, and uh, if you've got, uh, if you're using conventional gear, you can probably get it to the boat in 5, 10 minutes, 15 tops. If you're using a fly rod, how long would it take? Uh, about 45 minutes, depending mm-hmm. on your angler, depending on your boat, your conditions. Mm-hmm. Depending on the fish, if you got a fish that dives and runs, it's one thing. I mean, if you got a good captain that knows how to fight the fish from the boat, you can probably do it in 15 minutes. It all depends. There's so many factors on it. You know, you got to depend on your captain, your boat, your rod, your angler, and the fish. Well, you know, I'm just wondering if Dan has a question for you. I'm just listening and learning. I mean, I don't know a whole lot on the fly side. My experience with fly fishing has been a little bit on the trout side. And well, that's, that's Dan, it. So. I, I have an idea for you. Uh, maybe we can talk Grizz to take you fishing if you get down to La Paz. Yeah, well, it's the getting down to La Paz part. That means I'd have to talk my boss out of getting out of work. Don't worry. I'll, I'll talk to him for you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Who's your boss, Chris? No, he's not my boss. Uh, it's another Chris, actually. We've got several of them here in the building. But uh, Well, you guys just come on down. I'll take you out. We've got the boats. We've got yachts down in Cabo, and we've got a uh, 33-foot boat up here in La Paz. We've got a 22-foot, depending on how many people we want to go. And and bring me down one of your fly rods. I'd like to try it out to see. see I would like to test it out. I really would. It interests me. Mm-hmm. Well, I will... Uh, I'll work that out through Chris Russell. Okay. Since that's on that side of it. And uh, I'm sure we can get you a couple fly rods down there to play with and try out. 
Yeah, that sounds great. And well, let's kind of get back to what we were talking about. I think we've covered it pretty well. In, and the the lesson. There's one thing, fishing. John, you haven't covered. I think it's okay. very important for the people to know. Okay. Uh, the longest rod, in my opinion, you should use is for uh, surf casting. Right. For two reasons. One, it gives you that long cast that you need. Mm -hmm. And the second reason, you hold it up in the air and it it keeps Mm -hmm. the waves from crashing into your line. Right, keeps it above the surf so you can keep it out there. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, of course, on, on surf fishing, if people have never done it, it's amazing, you know, how long some of these rods are. A short one is 12 feet. Yeah, there's some eight, six, nine footers now. Mm-hmm. They're starting to get away with some shorter rods. And mm-hmm. we're, we've done it because we've done so much advancement on the real side that it helps. Okay. So, but yeah, but it's, it's the idea. If you got a, if you got a couple ounces, you want to fling out there way past the breakers, and you want to keep the lineup out of the water. You see some of these people with twelve, fourteen, sixteen oh, foot yeah. rods. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then, and then what you do is you put it in a rod holder, uh, and you sit down, enjoy a beverage, or uh, put up an umbrella and play some cards. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then of course the other, there's the other type of surf fishing too, you know, which uh, um, might allude to to grizz a little bit because when you're fishing from shore in Baja or a lot of other places, there's some great game fish that uh, they're only in six, twelve inches of water. Yeah, yeah, well, you got them chasing the bait fish in, and when I talk about uh, surf fishing, I'm not talking about putting on a hunk of dead minnows and mm-hmm. throwing out there a weight. I'm talking about flogging a popper out there and jigging across the top. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. That's that's what, in my opinion, is great surf fishing. Mm-hmm. Yep, I will agree with you there. Okay. Uh, now, what we're going to do is we have someone on the line that's going to be joining us uh, in a little bit. Um and we have Catherine Miller from H&M Landing in San Diego. Uh, Dan, you should probably suspect you know where that is. And uh, oh, yeah. Catherine, is my understanding that it's your 80th anniversary for H&M? It is their 80th anniversary, John. They uh, celebrated, uh, actually, this last Friday. Um, the first trip that ran from H&M left on April 6, 1935. Wow. Grizz, you were just a kid then, weren't you? I was just a kid, yes. Yeah. I can't hear a word <laughs> no, she's saying. I, I'm sorry. Her, go, him, or a boy go, go, or a girl. Go, go ahead. We, we have, um, let, let's try it again, because we've had this problem with uh, Catherine Miller from H&M Landing is on the line with us, and we just said that they're celebrating their 80th anniversary, and I said that you were just a kid then, right, Chris? Don't start on me, John. <laughs> and first of all, I can't hear that lady very well, but okay. she sure doesn't sound to be 80 years old. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, well, let's go ahead and, and see if we can try and get through. Grizz, take pension the best you can, because we have coming up at H&M Landing, uh, is it, I believe, uh, what is it, uh, the end of April? What's the date on that, Catherine? The day at the dock is April 19th. Okay, and that's the day of the dock celebration uh, in San Diego, and it's a big, big event you've been how long have you been doing that? This would be our 36th year. Wow. Well, I was just a kid then. <laughs> but uh, And what goes on on that day? Well, it's actually sort of a grand open house. Um, all the boats in the fleet are open for inspection. You walk aboard. Several boats are giving boat rides around the bay. We'll have exhibitors out in, in the, uh, on, the, on the waterfront, um, tackle manufacturers, art, marine artists, 
all sorts of things. We'll have seminars. We'll have entertainment. It's a day full of activity. Okay. Uh, and, it, and it's and it's and it, no, it's uh, it, it's a it's a lot of fun. It's a big deal. There's a lot of contests, and it's a real family event, isn't it? It is, and it's the price is right. It's free. Oh, well, <laughs> even I can afford that. <laughs> <laughs> and then also H and M is also the home of uh, some of the uh, world-renowned uh, San Diego sport fishing cl- treat, uh, fleet, correct? The San Diego is, we've got the largest fleet in the world, and, and actually the, the, the industries may appear in three different sport fishing landings that sit side by side. There's Fisherman's Landing, Point Loma Sport Fishing, and H&M. Okay. Now, and Grizz? So there are about 70 boats between them. Well, Grizz, I don't know, can you, can you hear any of that, Grizz? No, I didn't hear one word okay. anyone said. All right. Well, we'll fill you in. Don't worry. Uh, but the the San Diego Long Range Fleet is certainly unique in the world. It's the only place in the world that they have these type of boats, these type of fishing, where they go out for three, five, 10, 12, 15, 18-day trips, uh, which would be probably about 500 miles or more south of where Grizzly is in, in uh, La Paz and go out after, at the Vigia Rejados, after the, you know, the, uh, and I don't know why they call uh, the big tuna cows because I believe they're male, but if you're looking for a 300-pound tuna, that's what you got to do to go get them. That's right. It's been, it's um, up to, trips up to 21 days, actually. 21-day trip. Wow, that's a, that's a, that's a long cruise. But yeah, you, you, can catch a, you can catch a big tuna. It's longer than I want to be on a boat. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'll tell you what, Grizz, if you've ever seen these boats, they are like a mini cruise ship. And the it's, food is good. They're very comfortable. They've got staterooms. They've got chefs on board. I mean, it's really, mm-hmm. it's not roughing it. Okay. Now, to find out about the day at the docks, because we're running out of time, Catherine, um, how do we get information on that? The website is sportsfishing.org. Sports. Fishing.org. S-P-O-R-T-F-I-S-H-I-N-G. Yeah, sportfishing.org. Okay, and it's a great family fun event. If you're going to be in Southern California, uh, you you know, it's better than Disneyland or uh, Knott's Farm or all that stuff. So, and it's free. So make sure make sure you get in touch with that. Catherine, thank you very much. And we really appreciate you coming on Fish Talk Radio. Thank you very much, John. S-A-N-D-O-S is how to spell luxury resort in downtown Cabo San Lucas. Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is the only five-star all-inclusive on the beach next to the marina in Cabo San Lucas. Angler-friendly Sandos Finistera Los Cabos is now an affordable world-class resort with the finest accommodations, food, and location anywhere. Enjoy your Cabo fishing adventure as you never have. Visit Sandos.com and use discount code FISHTALK. World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja, great value and without the hustle of other parts of Baja. On the white sand beach with Espirito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events. On the web at CostaBajaResort.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. 
Vagabundos del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. Want to add more excitement behind the wheel? Choose Shell V Power Premium Gasoline and experience a drive that comes alive. Shell V Power removes an average of 60% of performance-robbing gunk on intake valves left by low-quality premium gasolines. And it starts with your very first tank. And now you can save big on Shell fuels. Just sign up free for the Fuel Rewards Network program and receive at least $0.03 cents per gallon instantly on every fill-up. For full offer and details, visit FuelRewards.com. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we've been having a tremendous amount of fun information talking about fishing, in particular talking about fishing rods. And I don't, I hope we haven't confused anybody. I'm a little confused myself, but I have learned a lot. And yeah, maybe, John, you're always confused about anything we talk about. <laughs> that's that's why I keep you on without the show, Chris, so you can straighten me out. Yeah, but, I try. Uh, there you go. But uh, the you know I, I have learned a couple of things, and that's for sure. Because uh, some of my thoughts about you know the length of the rod having to do with the farther the cast, the soft tip, you know, a lot of these things that were my conception, I'm beginning to see weren't necessarily correct. The, the um, and the you know we talked about fiberglass versus the, the carbon, and maybe the combination of the two is best. I think that's kind of the conclusion we came up with. But um, what about guides? Let's just mention that real quick um, about the guides in different types, uh, in different reasons. Uh, maybe maybe Dan, can you want to uh, address that? Well, there is there are so many different types of guides out there, different manufacturers. Um, you know, you've got titanium frame with different types of ceramic inserts. You've got all stainless guides. You've got roller guides. I mean, everything's kind of got its own purpose. You know, Grizz was talking about using his roller roller stripper and roller tip guides. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's perfect for the for what he's doing. But you're not going to want to go out and try and cast for trout using a roller tip mm-hmm. or roller stripper. Dan, you know, you know I, I could be wrong, but it seems to me the the better rods usually have more. Uh, guides on them than the less expensive ones. Is is that uh, is that true, or is there a reason for yes it? And, yes and no. I mean, it it comes down to the to the bend of the rod. You know, you're trying to keep the line from contacting the rod through its where it's loaded. So that's the whole reason for guides. So depending on the bend of the rod, you may need more, you may need less. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, you're going to have less guides on a spinning rod because the line is on the bottom versus a casting rod. Yeah, but so well, the guide would uh, on a, on a uh, spinning rod, the guide would be farther towards the tip, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
so it, it, it all depends on the on the rod it depends on the action and it depends on the manufacturer mm-hmm. you know so some some cut corners and mm-hmm. others do it the right way so right well Grids, you you'd mentioned you know of course you know there are some brands out there that if you see them you know that they're you, you know you got a quality rod in the in some of the components uh Grizz, what's uh, talking about guides how many guides do you use on yours and you mentioned that you want roller um on on the tip it depends and, on and what rod we're talking about john for example my boat rods my strip rod which is strip i mean my strip guide which is your first guide is called a strip guide uh on my boats rods i'm going to have a roller and then i'm going to go up one two three four five ceramics and then i'm going to go to a tip top roller now why do i want a tip top roller because i'm using most of my boat rides i want to be able to use them with my outriggers and an outrigger you're going to run that you you know where your line comes out of the tip top you hook it up to your outrigger and that gives it uh, up on top, if you can understand what I'm saying, runs out, goes mm-hmm. up to the outrigger, and then it's got a roller on it. Where if you do not have a roller guide, you get wear and tear right. on the line, and that's not what you want to do. Yeah. Okay. So you use that on there, and then I have all of my uh, boat rods, like I said, five and a half right. footers. Uh, strip hey. guide is roller and tip top is roller. Got it, Gris. Now, on my pitch rods, uh, I have, a, you know, I like to use a spinning rod. In fact, I right. use a Shimano uh, gotcha. bait runner, which is the best thing that ever they well, ever made. Yeah, that's true. But anyway, we're good. Shimano, that's right. Anyway, we are going to have to go. Grizz, the music is playing. we got about 10 seconds left. I would like to take the opportunity to, to thank Dan, and I don't think you have to worry about finding Shimano. They're everywhere. And Grizz, you can go to asobproductions.com, check out what he's got, go to his Facebook, go to fishtalkradio.com and go to our Facebook. We appreciate you guys coming on. It's been a lot of fun, and we'll have to get together again. Oh. I'm fishing.